Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome once again to the Grand Slam Podcast, episode 72. I'm your host, Moneymaker Chris, and joined as always by the one and only Mr. Jay Giles. Jay, how you doing here this evening? Doing good, doing good. All right, back here once again to discuss some baseball. Are you ready to get started? Let's do it. All right, right off the top, uh, Justin Verlander has now earned a win against all 30 teams in the major leagues. I mean, that's a huge accomplishment. He's joined a list of guys that include Garrett Cole, Zach uh, Greinke, and, of course, one of our favorites, Max Scherzer. That's, that's, a, that's a pretty huge accomplishment, I would say. How do you, how, how do you feel about that? You know, I mean, Verlander's always been an interesting dude. Um, and he never really brings a lot of attention to himself, mm-hmm. but he just like very consistent. He, he, he kind of put me in the mind frame of someone we've talked about a few times on this show, um, Roy Halliday mm-hmm. in a way of where. If if you if you didn't if you know you know like how good they are, mm-hmm. but if you're a casual fan, you just like, ah, okay, I guess, you know what I mean? It's like they 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 never really like jump off the page at you, but mm-hmm. if you are a avid baseball watcher fan, like yeah, these dudes are real damn good, mm-hmm. and. So yeah, I mean that's I mean kudos to him of course because it's it, it's kind of it's kind of crazy like a lot of our favorites from growing up never did it. No, they didn't. So for them to do it, I mean that's a huge feat. So yeah, it definitely is because you hear about a lot of the top pitchers in the game. Of course, you know we talk about Max all the time. We talk about with Shohei. Is doing. We talk about, you know, guys like, of course, you know, growing up, we're going to talk about the Braves later. We talk about, you know, Glavin, Maddox, Smoltz, Clemens, um, Randy Johnson. We, we hear about we hear about all those different names. But Verlander is a name that you hear, but it's kind of almost like if you know, you know kind of things with him because he doesn't seem to get that recognition and fanfare as some of these other names do. But he's... Just, just as good a pitcher as some mm-hmm. of those guys as well. So it's just a very interesting case case with him. Like I said, you have to get him in his flowers because he's a very he's a very good pitcher. Yeah, very good pitcher. But like I said, that's 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 a pretty um, awesome awesome accomplishment there. And just continuing with the two of them uh, with with him and um, our boy Max, they. Over the weekend, they had a very good outing against the Guardians. Um, I believe it was a double hitter. The both of those guys pitched. They only in fourteen innings, they gave only between the two of them, they only gave up one run. Uh, Max Scherzer he went six scoreless innings on eighty six pitches, and Verlander he went eight innings in his start. I think he had like double digits in strikeouts. So it seems like both of those guys are back healthy and are at the top of that Mets rotation, and that's a that's a little one-two punch. If you got Max and Verlander at the top of your rotation, both of those guys are healthy. You're going to win a lot of baseball games. Yeah, and hopefully the umpires don't have it out against them. 
Yeah, um, hopefully not. Everything, you know, checking them and everything, thinking they're doing some suspicious activities or something. Exactly. But, yeah, I mean, with them two together, and because, I mean, like we talked about last season, the Mets, they fed off of Max's energy. And mm-hmm, I think with, and with the additional Verlander, Mr. Consistent, you know, um, yeah, if they can just – like I mean, it's it's pretty much. Shohei needs a Verlander <laughs> to yes. go along with. Yes. Yes. Is yes. basically yes. what I'm getting. Yes. He needs a he needs a Verlander, and yeah, it just. I I think. I think as we get after they're probably done playing or and everything. I think we're gonna look back at like damn Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander like they was really damn good together. And mm-hmm. and too bad they probably didn't they couldn't have spent more time, you know, as a one two punch, or in some cases a, a one and one eight punch. However you want to look at them, um, and everything, because I like I always said, um, it's funny going back to the Braves real quick. Like Glavin was your was your ace. But Maddox was the one. He was the glue mm-hmm. of that rotation. Well said. Definitely was. And, and in a lot of ways, Scherzer is Glavin, and Verlander can be that glue. Now, mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not too familiar with the rest of their pitching rotation. Same. Yeah, I just, I just know those two guys, too. But if they could, you know, if there's a whoever the, like, one of the other starters are, if they could be... Just, you know, good enough. They don't have to be on their level, but just mm-hmm. good enough. I mm-hmm. mean, they, they would be something, you know, serious to have to contend with. Um, as this season progresses, going to the playoffs and, you know, next season and so forth and everything. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. Because, like I said, when you have those two guys at the top of your rotation, the other guys, they just got to be... Just be consistent. They ain't got to be at that level, but just be, you know, consistent. Don't go out there and, <laughs> and blow the game, basically. Because if you got those two guys leading the top of your rotation, like I said, you're gonna win a lot of ball games. You don't have to be dominant. Just, but just go out there, you know, every third, fourth, and fifth day, and just be, just be consistent. And then have a um, solid bullpen as well. Don't turn it over to the bullpen and, and have yeah, that, yeah, yeah, definitely that too. That that, happen, that happens so many times where you have a starter, they'll have a great game. And then you throw it over to the bullpen, and they just end up blowing the whole thing, and the you know starter ends up not picking up the win, and it's just it's just a mess. I'm like, you, as the bullpen, you got you got one job, one job. You been starting out there, picked the good game, gave you a lead and everything, and then you can go out there and just blow it. Like, come on now, <laughs> it's craziness, crazy, crazy, crazy. But um, any other th- anything else on uh, Verlander and Scherzer? No, no, that's 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 it. Cool, cool. Um, this should become a regular segment on the show here because there's every every episode we always something with Shohei Atani. And once again, um, he was in town. I believe it was either last week or the week before. I think it was last week he was in town. He was play, were playing the playing the Orioles. And once again, almost making history again. Uh, he went. He was pitched, and he um, obviously was hitting as well. But one game he went four for five at the plate, and I think he was a he was a double sh- shy of the cycle. And they said that happened. This is like the second time this happened this year. I think he was like a home run 
shy of this um of the cycle and i'm just like man this guy just continues to just go out there he just shows up to the stadium makes history he hit a home run over on um utah street like if you're familiar with you know anybody's familiar with like camden yards and everything it's at that area it's right in between like the scoreboard and the big warehouses and everything they call that like utah street they got like a lot of restaurants and stuff over there they got like some memorials and stuff over there it's a really nice area so if anybody gets a chance to you know if you go to camden yards for a game definitely go visit uh utah street it's a lot of history and stuff over there a lot of cool stuff going on over there but shohei atani just once again just <laughs> The guy, like I said, he shows up to the stadium and he just makes history. It's just unbelievable. Just uh, any thoughts on this? Almost, you know, like pitching and almost like a home run, away, home run and a double away from the cycle. That's that's just crazy, crazy. I mean, this could almost be like uh, a, a, a sequel to the beat the dead horse uh, segment because Shohei, <laughs> like I say, there's nothing else you can really say about. It. I mean, but he is a cheat code. He he just—he's a special talent that, unfortunately, is playing on a not so great Angels team. Mm-hmm. And if it wasn't for him and Mike Trout, I don't think nobody would give a damn what the Angels are doing. Um, but like I said, but when it comes to Shohei, he just—he's a special talent and. I mean, for all the stuff, like the people we talked about from back when we was watching as kids and everything, I, I, I will go out and say that he falls into the same category of a Bo Jackson mm-hmm. and Deion Sanders. Not, mm-hmm. and, 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 and not talking about, of course, playing multiple sports, not saying that, but mm-hmm. just the sheer athleticism mm-hmm. and just, just like just the just the raw talent that he possesses, and the fact that he's a he's it's not just that he's a two way player; he's a great two way player. Mm-hmm. That's 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 the thing because anybody could be like, yeah, I can pitch and I can hit. Anybody could say that. Mm-hmm. Anybody could do it, but the fact that he's doing both at an elite high level, level, yes. That, that's that's the real kicker, and I mean, like I say, we have never seen this in our lifetime, and and like I said, we never saw Bay Ruth pitch, and they no. rarely talk about him as a pitcher. It's always him mm-hmm. as a hitter, even though we knew he pitched for a while. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I don't think Bay Ruth was doing a lot of stuff that showed he was doing, you know, as a pitcher. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, like I say, I think he definitely deserves to be appreciated, get his flowers while while you know, while he's in the middle of this. Because again, the years from now it's gonna be looked at as like, damn, like that dude was really something special. But mm-hmm. unfortunately, like I say, he's on this bad angels team. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people not really even seeing him like mm-hmm. that. And if you just see the highlights, you don't get a full grasp of just, you know, just what special of a player that he really is. Yes, that is so, so true. Because that's why I think when it comes with his free agency and everything coming up uh, in the offseason, it would not shock me if he left 
the Angels, because I guarantee you, if he goes to one of these bigger markets, if he goes to like a Dodgers, he goes to like a Yankees, a Mets, a um, Red Sox, like even like a like the Orioles, someplace like that. I guarantee you, you, you will be hearing more about him. But since he's playing with the Angels and they're not really contenders, a lot of stuff that he does gets kind of lost in the shuffle. Even though they, you know, they do talk about him on Sports Center and stuff, and you do talk about him, but they don't talk about him nearly as enough as I feel that they should. Because what he's doing, it's one thing to pitch really well, it's one thing to hit really well, but to do both at a very elite level. It's it's insane. It's just crazy. And I, and I and I never get. I've said it on here before. I said it on here last time. I don't get tired of talking about him. Like you hear stuff about athletes and stuff. Sometimes like, okay, you know, you know, enough is enough. We get tired of it. I don't get tired of him talking about him. I'm just fascinated about everything that he's doing. And I hope I hope I get a chance to see him play in person sometime. But I'm just I'm just fascinated by him. I'm just absolutely fascinated by everything that he's doing. But you know, you 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 said the. Uh, uh, interesting thing. What if? What if? What if he ended up going to the Mets, mm-hmm. and you have Scherzer, Verlander, and Otani? Lord have mercy. <laughs> Good luck to the hitters dealing with those three. <laughs> so there, there, there's a lot of things that you know would benefit all of them. It benefits. Otani in a lot to where, okay, I'm not the sole pitcher in my rotation. Mm-hmm. I don't have to not necessarily work as hard, but mm-hmm. all the pressure isn't on me as a pitcher. Mm-hmm. Then, on the days that Scherzer and Verlander are pitching, he's in the lineup. So, <laughs> you, you I know, never even thought about, about that. I mean, I never thought about him going to other teams, but him with the Mets. Oh my God! Now, 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 you got me excited thinking, thinking about that. That, right. that that would be scary. That would be very, 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 very scary. I think, he, and I think he would fit in very well with them because, like you said, the pressure wouldn't be on like it is with the Angels, where he's just the main guy there. I, I mean, you know, you have Trout and everything there too, but as far as like in the pitching rotation. You got Scherzer and Verlander at the top of your rotation, mm-hmm. and then you throw throw Shohei in there. And you, like you said, he still would have to work hard, obviously, but the pressure won't be nearly as much as it is with him with the with the, um, with the Angels. Exactly, like I said, that that would be that that would be. Hey, you heard it here first on the podcast. Yes. You heard it here on the Grand Slam podcast first. We throwing this out there. We speaking this into existence. If, if that ends up happening. You heard it here first on this That's show. That's right. Because, I mean, I haven't, you haven't heard anybody, there hasn't even been any rumblings of that. No, no. Mm-hmm. They talking too. about his free agency and his contract, but they never said, like, like him going to the Mets or anything like that. I haven't heard anything about that. And to, like I say, to get, and if they could get him as a free agent, that means they wouldn't have to lose anything. No. Mm. So, and I mean, because, I mean, I mean, Scherzer, Scherzer is in his late thirties now. So, how many more years is he's gonna he's gonna pitch? We don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, Verlander, of course. I mean, he's still pretty young. He's in his er, what, early thirties. Something like uh, that. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, and then Shohei's, what, 28, I think? Something like that. So, I mean, that would be a great, you know, well, to go to wrestling terms, it could be like evolution. You got the the, the, the past, the present, and the future. Whoa, right there. Bro, that is 40. I didn't know he was that old. He's Wait a minute. What? He's 40 years old. 40? Yes. Well, well, okay, I just well, looked it up and they said he's 40 years old. Well, okay, well, well, I guess he, well, I guess he would be, uh, I guess he's the Ric Flair. This good. <laughs> he's Ric Flair. He's Ric Flair, and Scherzer, Scherzer is a Triple H, which would make because he's thirty eight. Yeah. yeah, which would make um make Shohei Randy Orton. Randy. So there you go. Randy Orton. Yeah, he's he's twenty eight. Yeah. Okay. There you, go. There you, got, you got evolution right there for all you wrestling fans out there. You got a little evolution there. Wait a minute, Verland. Wait, Verlander's forty. What? You, like, you, 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 would, you would never think that because he, he sure don't pitch like no 40-year-old. I'll tell you that much. Damn, what is Nolan Ryan out there? Jesus uh, Christ. I was, I was just going to say. Yeah. Nolan Ryan 2.0? Jesus. Good grief. <laughs> oh, my uh, God. But, but, yeah, hey, that's, that's, that's something to definitely think about. I'm telling you, that, 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 that'd be some rotation right there. <laughs> that, would, that, would be, that would definitely give us something to be talking about here on this show. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I like that. I like it. I mean, when the last time we had like a when the last time has there been a great trio, you know, pitch and rotation? I mean, it's it's, it's been a while. You might have had like one or two guys, but when we had like three guys, it's it's it's, it's been a, it's been a while. Not not since the, what the Braves? Braves, yeah, yeah, because Magic, yeah. Because remember, uh, Clemens and and Randy Johnson were not at the Yankees at the same time. No, they weren't. No. So that I mean, just imagine if they if they would have been there with Andy Pettit, that could have been like a you know a big three in the oh, rotation. Definitely. Definitely. But but yeah, but uh, Clemens and Johnson was not there at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm just trying to think. And now you got me kind of thinking. The, the closest thing we may have had to that was the Nationals when they had Scherzer, Strasburg, and Corbin when they won the World Series. That might have been the closest thing we might have had in recent memory. Yeah. Okay. And I, and I got I got hurt your feeling. Um. And how much of that did did uh, Strasburg play? That that was when he was actually healthy. That was, oh, that, was the last time, that was the last time he was actually healthy. When they won that World Series, that was the last time he was actually healthy. He, he ain't been the same since then. <laughs> oh, my God. Good grief. Oh, that was the God. last time he was healthy when they won that World Series. But since since they the World Series, it's been nothing. He said, that's all I got left in the tank. <laughs> he, gave it up, he gave it all up for that World Series. And it hasn't been the same since. That was, that was it. Good that, Lord. that was it. But if, 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 they, if, they, if he had if he stayed healthy, that, 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 that could have been something. But yeah, that was, that, that was the last time he was healthy. <laughs> oh, damn. Mm, mm, mm. So sad. So sad. That's a, mm, mm, mm. Sad, sad, sad. But yeah, now you now you got me thinking with this Scherzer, Shohei, Verlander stuff. That's 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 something to think about. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Um, any other thoughts on that? Any other thoughts on that? No, just the man is a is a cheat code, and just just check him out. Yes, 
definitely, definitely check him out if you haven't had a chance to. He's definitely worth it. Check out some highlights, go to YouTube or something. Definitely check him out. Um, now, I was talking earlier about uh, about Utah Street over at uh, Camden Yards. Uh, I didn't realize that there were, I, I knew there were people carried a lot of home runs over there, but I actually looked it up. Do you know how many home runs have been hit over there on Utah Street? Just, just, take, just, take, just take a guess over the years. Uh, I'm, I'm going to, well, let's see, because the warehouse has never really been hit except for one particular person. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as Utah Street, I'm gonna I'm say home I'm, I'm I'm gonna say less than a hundred. Yeah, actually, it's a little over a hundred there. A hundred and nineteen oh, wow. home runs have been hit over there okay. to Utah Street. A hundred and nineteen. Okay. The first one was hit. Uh, April 20th, 1992 by Mikey Tettleton. Uh, Griffey's hit one over there. Rafael Palmero's hit over there. Brady Anderson, Eddie Murray, Bobby Bonilla in 96. Another <laughs> one of, one of our guy. favorites. Uh, Tome, Sean Green, this would be a different name. David Ortiz hit one over there. Uh, 20, uh, 2003, Johnny Damon, Jason Giambi. Some pretty big names, Adam Dunn. Some pretty big names, Chris Davis. A lot of names. Chris Davis hit quite a few. Hit about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And he hit ten over there. Good lord. Hmm. Okay, eleven. Oh my god. Yeah, 119 home runs have been hit over there, and the last one was. On the ninth, that was the last one that was hit over there. Hmm. Okay, a little over a hundred. Mm-hmm, hundred and nineteen. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like I say, it's a nice little area over there. Like I said, they got the restaurants and stuff over there. They got memorials and stuff over over there. I think they got a, something for Cal Ripken over there and Eddie Murray and everything. If I remember, I remember incorrectly. Is, is that right field or left field? That is. Right, right field. Also, hmm. right field. Okay. Right field. Yeah, right, right, right behind the scoreboard. Like, like, right in between where okay. the um, where the warehouse is, the scoreboard, and then you right in between there. That's that's called like Utah Street. Oh, okay, okay. And the Orioles as a whole, as a team, just solely just Orioles players. It's been fifty six home runs, but but just just solely Orioles players. Hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, I found that pretty. Pretty interesting. And uh, next up, um, I don't know if you got a chance to see these. And I did post some stuff about these, but these new uh, Cincinnati Reds, uh, um, what do they call them? City Connect uniforms. They're really, really nice. Black and red. They got Cincy across the chest. The caps are really nice. Um, and I was checking out the website. They got one for, um, they did one for King Griffey Jr. too. And obviously, of course, hmm. some of the current players. As well, um, have you got a chance to see these jerseys? Yet? I did. Really, they, really they, nice. They, they, uh, they look very uh, Wolfpack ish. <laughs> I didn't think about that, but you, but you're right. I didn't think about that because, because I, I, I meant to say something to you about it. Like, if if this was like in the 
like the the mid late nineties when the Wolfpack was a thing, I could have seen Kevin Nash coming out rocking one of these. Oh, really definitely, could. definitely. I I didn't that didn't cross my mind, but I could I could I could definitely I definitely see that. Yeah, I can definitely, definitely so, see that. I mean, it, no, it's it's cool that they got they got these new like uniform jerseys and everything, but the team got to be worth something first. I mean, you know, that's very that's very very true. Maybe these new uniforms will inspire them. They put these on to give them a little bit of confidence and everything. You know, maybe they'll come out to the Wolfpack song to throw up a little too sweet. Maybe maybe that's so, right. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. maybe this will inspire them. Maybe this will, you know, this will start a trend or something like that. Who knows? Maybe this gives them a little spark. Uh, you never know. You gotta look. You gotta look the part. I mean, you look the part. And they say, "Hey, we got these nice uniforms on. We gotta, we gotta play better. We gotta represent. This is, you know, Cincinnati." Yeah, some call it nasty natty, but that's a that's another story. <laughs> that's a whole other story. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm about to get one of them hats, man. I, 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 I really, I really, I really like those. I, these, these look really, really good. And I, I may, I may have to get that Griffey jersey. I may have to. I'm tempted. <laughs> That's interesting. They, I mean, that that they did one for him. Um, mm-hmm. I wonder why. You know, they they, they couldn't have did one for for um, the guy who doesn't exist anymore. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Like we always, like you always say, somebody got all them hits. That's right. And some, somebody got got the bulk of them for that organization. So, just saying. All right, next topic. <clears throat> uh, congratulations goes out to Zach uh, Greinke. He joins the league company, becoming only the fifth pitcher in ALNL history to strike out one thousand. Different uh, batters he joins a list that includes Greg Maddox, Roger Clemens, Randy Johnson, and Nolan Ryan. And if you're if your name is with those those um, those gentlemen, you're in some elite company. So congratulations to him. Uh, any thoughts on that? I mean, like uh, congratulations first of all. Um, but like I say, anytime you're in that elite company, you know that that says a lot about your game. So. Yeah, it definitely, it definitely does. It definitely, definitely does. I mean, those are like four of the all-time greats. If you put your name with those guys, you must be doing something right. Mm-hmm. And congratulations also goes out to Freddie Freeman of the Dodgers, who joins the 300 Home Run Club, and he did it the other day by hitting a hitting a grand slam, joining some more elite company, becoming a part of the 300 Home Run Club. Uh, any thoughts on that? Uh, you mean that traitor Freddie Freeman? He <laughs> left the Braves and went to the Dodgers. high and dry. Yeah, yeah. No, but in all seriousness, no, congratulations. Because, I mean, it is a tough thing to do. Of course, like, it's like, it's funny. Like, nowadays, 300, ah, that ain't no big deal. But mm-hmm. it is a big deal. Absolutely. 300 home runs is 300 home runs. I don't, I don't care who it is. That's, that's, that's a lot of freaking home runs. Now you got, uh, what, 400 and, what, 62 to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You got a ways to go, my friend. You got a ways, a ways to go. But congrats goes out to him. Yes. 
And this seems to be a regular trend here lately. Um, a lot of wrestlers have been showing up at uh, baseball games. Like I talked about, we've seen AEW talent show up at games. Um, recently, goes to Nats Park. I said we had Chuck Taylor, Yuta, um, Chris Statlander, and um, Orange Cassidy. They were at the Nats game a couple of weeks ago. We had Bianca and the Street Profits. They were at the Cubs game. And then this past week, we had the Street Profits showing up at the Reds game, and they were rocking the new uniforms, and the little Dawkins throughout the first pitch, and actually, I tweeted that out on the page, and actually, Angelo Dawkins retweeted that tweet, so definitely shouts out to Angelo Dawkins nice. for, showing, for showing us some love there, but uh, any thoughts about this recent trend of these um, baseball players, you know, showing up at, um, showing up at the baseball games? If there was any more of a perfect time for the rock and jock to come back. Mm-hmm. I, I keep I keep saying, look, you, of course, I mean, you, you got the wrestlers from two of the top wrestling companies doing it. Of course, the probably the greatest of all time throw uh, first pit thrower for the Houston Astros. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm just saying, like, it would be the perfect time. To, cause I mean, the only the only celebrity thing you still have is the NBA All Star uh, celebrity, mm-hmm. you know, game. That's the only one. But yeah. Rock and Jock, for anyone who remembers back when MTV was actually worth something, mm-hmm. you used to have the Rock and Jock baseball, and you had the Rock and Jock basketball, mm-hmm. the celebrity games. But bring back the the, the baseball. I mean, because you you could have your real pitcher. You know, because that's what they used to have. They used to have an MLB pitcher doing, you know, pitching. But then you hang celebrities, you know, mixed in with some of the real, you know, players and stuff like that. Bring that back. And it would be perfect since, I mean, since the wrestlers are showing up at the games to get them involved with this, too. Like, like, come on, this would be a perfect opportunity for this. Mm-hmm. Perfect opportunity. Yeah, it definitely, definitely would be. And once again, it's another way of helping to grow the game, getting, you know, having some, you know, celebrity games, celebrities and everything out there, having wrestlers show up at these, you know, games and everything. It's more way of, it's just another way of just helping to grow and promote the sport, I feel. It is. I mean, because I'm still trying to figure, uh, and, and of course, this is no slight or anything. It's just, okay, why has it become a thing lately? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Why, why exactly has it become a thing? I'm not knocking it, of course, because you know how I am about you know promoting and you know branding out and all that type of stuff. So what? But what? I, I want to know like who and like okay, what is the reasoning behind this? Because I mean, let's be honest. I'm pretty sure a lot of people who go to these games they don't necessarily know who these people are. No, Mm-mm. you know, and so it it would be even. I think even better for both brands, WWE and AEW, if they did do the celebrity, you know, uh, rock and jock, or, or if they want to call it something else. I'm just going with the rock and jock thing. But if they mm-hmm. want to call it something else, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But to bring that back and have some of them involved, because now I'm not too sure about a lot of the AEW uh, wrestlers, but I know. A lot of the ones that was in that's in WWE, you know, they played sports in in, in high school and college, you mm-hmm. know. 
I mean, Bianca, of course, is all. I mean, everybody knows she was a track and field track star in Tennessee. Star, yep. mm-hmm. You know, everybody knows that, right? And uh, I think, I think Ford played foot. Either played football or basketball. I can't remember. What, I, I want to say football. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure Dawkins. I mean, his whole gimmick is him being like a basketball player. So I'm pretty sure yes, he played I'm basketball yeah. or mm-hmm. something like that. So I mean, just going with the whole these they're athletic anyway because of what they do. Mm-hmm. So let, like I said, let them go out there and just have some fun. And, and like again, it it might get more eyeballs on the wrestling companies as well as more eyeballs on baseball. So. Yeah, I mean, nah. so win-win all across the board, getting the names and stuff out there, having these wrestlers showing up at the events, helping to market the game, you know, and maybe, you know, introducing some of these people that, you know, maybe never even heard of these people before, don't even pay attention to the rest. Like, oh, there's, you know, the Street Profits at the game. There's Bianca at the game. There's, you know, Orange Cassie at the game. Hey, maybe I'll turn over and watch, you know, AEW. Maybe I'll turn over and watch, you know, WWE. I, it's, it's, you can't lose in this situation at all. It's just all and all just a win-win all the way across the board, I feel. And and also, too, in a perfect world, you just might get a, a, a photo out with Bianca, Megan, and Jade. Oh, my God. <laughs> that would be something. That would be the that would be the holy trinity right there. So yes, 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 it would. With all three of them, yes, that would so, be something. Like, come on, so, somebody out there. I mean, somebody, yeah. somebody, hey, do 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 something. Take take advantage of this opportunity. The opportunity is there. The opportunity is there for something to be done with this. Cause I said, this ain't this ain't like CM Punk showing up at uh, Chicago Cubs games because we know he's a base. He's a He's a Cubs fan and he's a Blackhawks fan. We, yes. we we know that. So that's that's, so, that's 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 no surprise when that when that happens. Exactly. But what the hell is uh you know Orange Cassidy and and Chuck Taylor and all them doing in a baseball game? They're doing it in the exactly. I, I, I was like, what? <laughs> like, why right. were they at the game when I went to? I, I went to a game and they weren't there. Like, what? I'm like, what? Like, come on now. <laughs> And then also too, they be showing up at like uh, the hockey games too. So yeah, it's yeah, like, the hockey games, the basketball. Yeah, this 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 become our, this become our regular routine thing with these um, wrestlers showing up at these you know sporting events. But but you never see them with the NBA All Star uh, celebrity game. You no. never see them with that. No. Mm-mm. So so like I say it, 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 something like something has to has to, have to give here. I would, look. I want. I want them to bring back the rock and jock thing. Yes, anyway, bring that, so. bring that back. Yeah, that would be a lot of fun, a whole lot of fun. Well, we know, we know, Tony Khan. He probably would, he would do it some type of way. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. sure. I'm sure he would. I'm sure. So, if, off the off chance that Tony Khan actually hears this. You know, I would like a check in the mail if you um if you yes. decide to do this. Yes. If we look at, yes. look, if we're looking yes. at yes. TNT yes. or TBS one day and we see this is is a true thing. So yes, <laughs> cut that check, cut that check. Oh my goodness, I mean, yeah, it's like it's kind of going hand in hand. It's wrestling and baseball and everything. And I know the Nationals for a while they they had when they do the um. President's race in the fourth inning when they uh, whoever wins the race, they for a while they, were give, they had the big gold belt, but recently they've been doing the WWE belt. So, mm-hmm. hey, there's something there with this wrestling and baseball thing. So, I uh, mean, it's, it's an opportunity out there to do even more with it, I feel. 
Matter of fact, I, I think I don't know if you saw it or not. Triple H around here taking pictures with the damn um, uh, NBA trophy. Like, what are you I doing? Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. And a couple other people took pictures with it too, but I saw the one with Triple H too. I said, okay. <laughs> and then they always, and like I say, they always send in a dog on world title to yeah, whatever yeah, sports exactly. team win. Whoever, whoever wins. Yes. They, yep. That is, that is so true. So, hey. Make it, make it happen. Make it happen. <laughs> Anything else on that? No, that's it. I mean, I could I could talk about that for like two hours if I want. That would be a whole podcast. Exactly. <laughs> um, speedy recovery going out to one Manny Machado. He's on the ten day um, injured list with a left hand fracture. This happened uh, it was earlier this week, I believe. This took place, so he's going to be out for a little while. Hopefully, nothing too serious. Hopefully, just you know, a little rehab and everything that doesn't require any type of surgery or anything like that so a speedy recovery to Manny Machado um any thoughts on that yeah uh, speedy recovery because um I mean Padres man they um they're doing pretty pretty doggone good and and I I mean I, when we talk about them later in the show um when we go through the standings mm-hmm. I have some I have some more thoughts I have something I want to say about that team in particular, but, but yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, he's one of the pillars of that team mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, yeah, speed of recovery. Cause they, they definitely don't, you know, they need him. So, mm-hmm. yeah, they definitely, definitely need him. Uh, next up, um, could we have another pitching star in the works here. This guy for the pirates. This was a couple of weeks ago. Um, Mil- not Miller, uh, Mitch Keller, uh, pitch for the Pirates. He went uh, seven innings, had you know, four hits, no runs, and had a career high thirteen strikeouts. Um, I had never heard of this guy before. Um, I know the Pirates have been doing really good this season, so maybe this is one of the <laughs> one of the reasons reasons why. But could we have another potential star? I mean, like I said, we always talk about you know stars. I mean, I've heard a lot about this guy, but. Could we have a potential star down the line if he continues along this trend? Like I said, we need need more, especially especially in the pitching. We definitely need more good good um good starting pitchers that we can be talking about. Yeah, um, I mean, a star is born literally almost every day in sports. Um, sometimes it's a fluke one game. Sometimes that is the launching point for a stellar type career. Only time will tell. Yeah, that is very true. You never know. I mean, and, and you know this. Um, David Wells is famous <laughs> for, for one game, <laughs> you know, but he still had a pretty decent career. But that one game, you know, launched him into a different stratosphere. Mm-hmm. So, um. Yeah, like I say, with, with this, it, one of two things can happen. This could either be launching point of more to come from this guy, or this was just you know a flash in the pan, one one time game. But only time will tell on that. Very true. Very true. I found this really funny um, over on the I just say Instagram page, uh, MLB on Fox. Uh, they tried. This was uh, they tried to be funny here. It was the Twins and Cubs. Game, uh, twins won the game, uh, six 
uh, 16 to 3. And the headline they wrote was, the Vikings added on a pair of two-point conversions and take down the Bears. And I thought, I thought that was so funny. I said, that's good. Because oh, like, sometimes you see those high-scoring games like that in baseball, you feel like, like damn, this is, this is like a football score right here. But I'm actually, actually um, mentioning that on their page. I thought that was, that, was, that was pretty funny. I don't thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, somebody having fun with that. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you got you got to have fun with stuff like that. People that's running the uh, social social media accounts. Definitely. Well, well, let's just see what happens when. Well, let's just see what happens when uh, the NFL season gets started. See what they do. Yeah, exactly, 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 exactly. Um, and congratulations goes out to Orioles. Uh, Cedric Mullins became the seventh um Oriole to hit for the hit for the cycle, and he this was like like two weeks ago he did this, and just needed that. I think I always say the hardest thing with the cycle is to get the um get the triple. He 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 just needed the home run. He comes up to the plate, gets the home run, and ends up hitting hitting for the cycle. And joining some, you know, great names that Cal Ripken did it, Bruce Robinson did it. Um some great Oriole players that have hit for the hit for the cycle over the years. Uh, any thoughts on that? Because that's that's always I always think that's a pretty cool feat. But like I say it's always it's always it's always normally that triple that always gets gets the people. Yeah. Yeah, they always say that the triple is the hardest one of the whole cycle to get, um, but no, congratulations to him. It is, it is a tough thing to do, um, and everything. Um, just kind of find it funny that uh, you didn't mention. Uh, I'm trying to think, who who else from? I'm trying to think of some Oriole players. Chris Davis never did it. Uh, no, his name's not on here. No, like I said, Rick never... Robinson, uh, Aubrey Huff, Eddie Murray. I'm surprised he never did it. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Yeah, I'm first oh, Brady Anderson. So like, yeah, no, 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 mm-hmm, no. I'm, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised by that. Well, well, I mean, I, well, Brady Anderson. He, uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> if, if you know, if you know about Brady Anderson, he was just all about trying to hit home runs. So. Yes, yes, yes. You do. Yeah. 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 And he was working for, I don't think he is now, but he was he was working in the front office there for them for a while. But I think he stopped, like, the last, like, few years. He, was, he had some, I forgot the exact role he had, but he had some type of role in the front office for them. Because, hmm. you know, I'm not going to lie. I, I, I was a Brady Anderson fan when oh, I was yeah, a kid. Oh, yeah, I, I love, oh, I love Brady. <laughs> and, I love I was, and I was, and I was very disappointed when, when his name was being on, uh, you know, a steroid user. Yeah, yeah, disappointed yeah. About that. same with him and same with um Rafael Palmeiro. He was one of my favorite Orioles. Well, you um, know what? I, I lost respect for Rafael Palmeiro with you know with the trial thing when he got up yeah, and it, it, just it, point exactly, his finger like ah, it, 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 exactly, exact same, same, same here. Because I, I was a big fan of him. I used to love watching him play. He was a great player for the Orioles. But that whole that whole trial thing, it was like he's like he waving your finger. The next thing you know, your <laughs> name comes out. I'm like, come on now. You think you know, real quick, just talking about that. You know, the, the two people who kind of came out like really the worst, worst from that was him and Sammy Sosa. Yeah, oh, yes, yeah, they they don't him two. for pointing his finger mm-hmm. and Sammy. I needed an interpreter, 
Like, mm, yeah, right. Yeah, all right. All the other times you heard him speaking right. with no, no, no issues and everything like that. Obviously, he had an accent. If we had him speaking fine, no problem. But all of a sudden, now, now he needed an interpreter. Yeah. So, like, come on, dude. Come on. Dude. <sighs> crazy, 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 crazy. Uh, let's see. Up next, uh, for the second time in franchise history, they did it in 2010 as well. The Tampa Bay Rays were the first team to reach 30 wins. Uh, Tampa Bay, they, they are on doing some things this year. I mean, they started off undefeated, but I, like I said, I still can't name a single person on that team. They don't have any like household names, but they, some kind of way, they getting things done. And once again, for the second time, they first team to 30 wins. Any, any thoughts on that? Well, you know what? Forget about Billy Bean. It seems like Tampa Bay got the money ball going. They see, they see, they, they kind of passed the torch on to them, it seems like. Yeah, and, and like I said, and, and no joke about that either. No, it's, no, it's, seriously. Yes, it's, it's, it's very much, very much so. Yes. Because, I mean, you know, after watching the movie and kind of learning more about how they went, you know, they just got the best players, not, and they don't have to be names, no big name players, they're just the best players who will get the results. That's it. Mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. That's, all, that's, all, that's all they need. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Very true, very true. Like I said, and it goes to show you, you don't have to overspend to be successful because a lot of times you feel like you got to go out there and you know, spend all this money and you know buy all this you know talent have a real high you know salary cap just no just you know just go to Billy Bean route and it and it can't it can't be successful it's, it's clearly working for Tampa Bay it's clearly I, working cause, for them because I I would ask any sports fan this would you rather have a successful team and you don't really have a quote unquote star player or would you want a team they got star players spending all this money and y'all ain't winning nothing. Ex- exactly, because we've seen that a lot. The sports with teams go out and spend all this money, you know, thinking, hey, they they try to buy a championship and it doesn't it doesn't work out. So it can be done. You don't have to go out there and overspend to be successful. This is a perfect example of that. All right, so we're going to continue what we've been doing over the past couple of seasons. We've been talking about the divisions in baseball and the teams within those divisions. We are currently on the NL East, and we're talking about your team, my friend. We're talking about the Atlanta Atlanta Braves. They were established in 1871 been a part of the National League. They've been based in Atlanta since 1966. Let's see. Uh, many names over the years. Like I said, they've been the Braves since 66. They were the Milwaukee Braves from 1941 to 1952, Boston Bees from 1936 to 1940, Boston Braves 1912 to 1935, uh, Boston Rustlers um, from 19 just from 1911, Boston Does 1907 to 1910, <laughs> we go to the Boston Bees from 1883 to 1906
Boston Red Caps, uh, 1876 to 1882, and Boston Red Stockings from 1871 to 1875. Of course, they played at many different places, because they played in Turner Field, Rays Field, played at Fenway Park from 1941 to 1915. Um, only, it's crazy, they've won, uh, won 18 um, NL pennants um, from 1877, 1878, from uh, 95, 96, 97, and West division titles. And two wild card bursts in 2010-2012. Um, of course, you know Bobby Cox was the famed manager during those like 90s teams. They were obviously they were a big team in the 90s. Of course, Maddox, Glavin, Smoltz, Tripper Jones, Andre Jones. I mean, they had some great teams there in the 90s. It's just crazy. All that talent and everything that they had. They only won that one World Series in the, the 90s. They should have won multiple World Series. But all that talent that they had on those teams, they definitely should have had multiple um, World Series. But they're a team that's, you know, I remember those times, you know, on TBS and everything, TNT, watching, watching them growing up as a kid. They would always, you know, have games on. And it, it was almost kind of like that national team because obviously, you know, living here, you know, we didn't have a national yet. And we get a lot of Orioles games, but a lot of times they would be showing showing the Braves games. You would see a lot of those Braves teams of the 90s and everything like that, too. So they were kind of like that national team that's got that kind of national recognition that, um, across the sport. But um, I know you're going to have a lot to say about this, but uh, so is yours. Thoughts on your Braves? Uh, um, This was my team originally growing up because before Florida actually had a team, it was the Braves. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, kids. Of uh, once upon a time, Florida did not have any baseball teams. Um, the Florida Marlins came along in '93 mm-hmm. and everything, and it wasn't really all that good. But the Braves was a team that we saw a lot. Mainly because of the fact that a lot of their games was televised on TV. Yes, mm-hmm. because Ted Turner was the owner of the team, so of course he was on PBS, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean that. It, I mean, like you said, they should have won more than just that one World Series. I mean, they played in a few in the nineties. They did, yeah. They only won that. But they only won that one. Yeah. Um, I mean, the probably one of the best pitching rotations of Glavin, Maddox, and Smokes. Uh, that lineup was dope um, at various points in time. I think it really got even better when you added the Joneses, Chipper and Andrew. 
uh, and everything. It, it and it was funny about it too is that the Braves in some ways are I wanna say the the more likable version of like the Dallas Cowboys in a way. Because mm-hmm. in, in in some ways the the Atlanta Braves have been referred in years past they were referred to as America's team mm-hmm. for baseball. Mm-hmm. But the difference is is that they were more likable than the Dallas oh, Cowboys. Oh, definitely. And everything. Definitely. Um, and I mean, we, we do have an episode where we actually talked about the Atlanta Braves organization. Um, so mm-hmm. definitely you can go back and check that episode out. Because mm-hmm. um, I think I did mention on the episode, one of my favorite things regarding the Braves is not really the Braves themselves. It's more for the fact that I used to watch those games. Their games with my grandfather. Mm-hmm. And he 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 was he loved the Braves. I mean, he was from Georgia anyway. He loved mm-hmm. the Braves, but he hated Bobby Cox, <laughs> which is which is ridiculous. We always ask like, why do you hate Bobby? He never said why. He never gave so, a reason. No, he never gave a reason. But it's like when the team won. Oh yes, the Braves. This Braves that. But when they lost, that damn Bobby Cox is all his fault. And it's like, <laughs> Like what? Like that makes no. Like how is it his? Yeah, how is it? It's his fault when they lose, but he had nothing to do with them winning. With them winning, yes. (laughs) Make it make sense. (laughs) And and I never forget when they won the World Series in '95. He was so excited and happy, of course, and everything. And like I say, so that's one of the reasons why. Even still to this day, I, I'm I'm still a Braves fan in this large part because of me watching them games as a kid with my grandfather mm-hmm. and everything. But yeah, that 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 team, I mean they honestly they deserve a documentary too. I think wait, wait, isn't there I think there is one, isn't it? I'm not sure. It wouldn't surprise me. But it, even even if it's not, it, it they definitely should be. Oh, definitely. You know, because they were the team. I mean, the Yankees, their run don't start until, well, ironically, it starts with them beating the Braves in the World Series mm-hmm. um, and everything. That's when they run kind of start. But their run comes, starts a little later in the night. Because in the early 90s, the Yankees went, was crap. <laughs> the Yankees yeah. was trash in the early 90s. But the Braves is the most consistent team of the 90s and that's why they was considered the team of the 90s you had Glavin, you had Smokes, you had Maddox, just like three dope pitchers that easily on any other team they would have all been the ace of those teams, but the fact that you had three aces to go in and you had Steve Avery too but you had three aces (laughs) you know on one team which you never see Mm-mm. And everything, and yeah, they were just—they were just fun to watch. Just, just a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, they definitely, definitely were. I, like I said, I would be watching, watching a lot of games too. Turn TBS on and watch those Braves. Yeah. And I forgot—I forgot the name of the um, 
the announcer. He had that voice that really stood yes. out. I can't think I can't think of his name, but he was, yes, he was a very I, good I announcer. Name either, I can't I think of exactly. his name either, but he would always be doing the games and he would always, you know, had that voice that was there very distinctly. I got I gotta got to look up him up at some point. But yeah, he 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 was another, you know, influential with them as well. Because matter of fact, when we were like when I was a kid and we would play baseball and everything, like that we would do our own commentary and his voice is the voice that everybody would try to emulate because that's that's who you heard all the time, you know, for the mm-hmm. Braves games and everything. Mm-hmm. But yeah, his his voice. I mean, I would say for Braves, you know, fans, his voice, the equivalent of what people felt about Harry Carey with the Cubs. Yes. In a way. Uh-huh. Cause it just had them distinctive voices, you know. Uh-huh. And was you it, really don't you I'm looking at the, is this Pete Van Weren? Was that him? Was you know, him? I cause I never remember even I would not I, I never his name, so I could be taking what is it says American Sportcaster best known for his long career calling play by play for Major League Baseball's breaks. So I'm assuming he, that's him. But I, 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 mean, I never I remember the voice, but I never remember his name. I'm so I'm assuming maybe that maybe, maybe that's him. Uh, I died in um, yeah. August second, uh, two thousand and fourteen at sixty nine. So I'm assuming that's probably him. Like sixty nine. So that we mean, I mean, he was in his what fifth, like fifth, what four, late forties, early like fifties when when I first started hearing him. Like what the heck? probably so, yeah. Yeah, huh. he, they died. He, he was sixty nine when he died. Yeah. Huh. And so I'm assuming I'm assuming that that was him. Yeah, he was hired by yeah hired by Turner Sports as a play by play broadcaster for the Braves in December 1975. Uh, from 1976 to 2008, he called the teams, television and or radio broadcasts. Yeah, I'm assuming so that, that 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 was probably him. I never. I, I just remember the voice. I never remember the name, but that's that was probably him. Okay. Yeah, because I I never knew what his name was. I never knew what his name, but I knew that voice. You know, in Braves baseball, Chipper Jones and the Braves. You knew that voice. You knew that voice. But I just I never knew his name. So I'm yeah, because yeah, he had a, he had a very distinctive voice. Yeah, it had it had to be him. Oh, yeah, it, it had to be him. Alright. Because yeah, I don't see anybody else here. Yeah, yeah. If he did his long time play by play, yeah. That's what it had to be him. Pete Van Weren. Pete Van Weren. Huh. Uh, Alright, mm-hmm. Pete. Mm-hmm. I never would assume that was his name. I would not oh, I never would have either. Like, like YouTube or something like that, make sure that. But now, I'm I'm assuming that most likely this this, this 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 had this had to be the guy. This 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 had this had to be him. It probably you most, know nine, nine times out of ten, I'm sure that was probably the guy. Yeah, it has to be. It had it had, it had to be him. Like I said, but it's just crazy. You you, you watch the Braves games and everything. You would hear that voice. I never thought to like to look up his name or anything like that. But you you knew that when you heard that voice, you knew you knew who you knew who he was. We knew we knew that voice. If we didn't know anything else, we knew that voice. Yeah, I'm just surprised that he was he was in his. I don't know. I thought he was he because he sounded older. He sounded a lot older. Yeah, yeah. So he wasn't. So when he was doing those games and everything like that, he wasn't. He wasn't that old. Good grief. 
but I'm still tripping on the fact that <sighs> these damn names, the 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 you know some of these names yes. that that they had, yes, like yes. <laughs> I mean, because, okay, so so people who don't know, the Atlanta Braves organization was the original Boston Red Sox. Mm-hmm. Yep. Basically. Mm-hmm. Because the whole Red Stockings, the Red Sox, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but then that 1883 to 1906, the Bean Years nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> Good. That's, that, that, that gets me every time, man. <laughs> Good. I'm like, whoa, like, come on now. And then they left from they left from Boston, they went to Milwaukee. And then they left from Milwaukee and they went to Atlanta. And mm-hmm. I mean Atlanta is where they of course they had their of course, you know see, I remember and you probably remember this too. They used to try to downplay Hank Aaron's home run record. Because of like, oh, well, he's playing in you know in a hitter's field. The launch, it's a launching pad for baseball. It's like, mm-hmm. that's not his fault. No, it's not his but, fault. But, but 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 y'all didn't say that about uh by by Babe Ruth who played in a you know you got this little behind um that was that in left field where it's like a little you know you barely hit the ball and the, if it goes over that it's a home run nonsense. Oh, but because they got the the, uh, the green wall over there. Oh, oh, no, no. You hit it in a certain spot in right field, and it goes over that little part out there. It's a home run. Mm-hmm. But, but but Atlanta, you know, in Atlanta, oh, it's it's a launching pad. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. exactly. Like, oh, okay, I got you. But but yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, but. That that's a whole nother story in itself with Hank Aaron getting death threats and all this crap because he broke Babe Ruth's home. Oh, yeah. Craziness. Uh, but but even I mean, even with that being said, uh, the Braves has and, and the fact that, you know, they I mean, they won the World Series here uh, two years ago. And, and I mean they still have a really good team. I mean, I don't know who the hell the manager is right now, but um, and like I was joking earlier about Freddie Freeman leaving because I mean when he was there, um, and everything. But yeah, it's just the Atlanta Braves is is they're one of those teams that you know they just have been a very consistent team, and they're always relatively in contention. Mm-hmm. Might not they might not win, of course, but. They are always, I would say this, the Braves are rarely near the bottom of the division. That That is that is so true. Like, they might not have always been, you know, winning the World Series and that, but they were always, like, contenders. They were always in the mix. And see, you never mm-hmm. saw them, like, at the bottom of the division. Even when they may not have had the best team, they were always, you know, always respectable and competitive. Yes. Very true, very true. Um, anything else on the Braves? Anything else? Um, no, that's pretty much it. All right, we're down to two teams. Um, oh boy. <laughs> so who who are we gonna talk about next episode? I mean, with the way this is going, you kind of you kind of already know who's gonna be last. 
<laughs> so, who, wait, okay, we already know. Okay, we know who's going last. What's the other team that's left? Um, Nationals. We didn't do the Nationals yet. That's right. Nationals. So I guess we. I guess we're doing the Nationals. Guess we, I guess we. I guess we do the Nationals. We'll say that. Other, we'll say they'll say that other team team for last. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Good grief. Because I have a lot to say about. Oh, that. I'm, I'm, I'm sure. A lot. I'm sure there'll be a lot to be said about that team. All right. So next episode we'll be talking about my Nationals. So look forward. Looking forward to that. As we wrap things up here, as we always do, we end things with the current MLB standings. Starting off on the AL East side. Still got the Rays on top at 35 and 14. Like I said, they were once again the first team to 30 wins. You got the O's, Orioles. Um, hmm. Had a nice series over the weekend against the, um, against the um, Blue Jays. Um, they're in second place at 31 and 16. You got the Yankees at 29 and 20. Red Sox at 26 and 22. And then the Blue Jays at 25 and 23. Those on the current AL East. I mean, the Orioles are really, are really playing some good baseball. Um, I mean, the the Rays are, are doing what the Rays gonna do. But right now, the Orioles are really impressing me in that division. Yes. And Still, even all five teams in the division are over five hundred. Right, I was I, I was going to mention that all of them are over five hundred. So, oh, yeah, I mean see that in the, in the division <laughs> in, in, in baseball at that. In baseball, yeah, in baseball. How often do you see that? You don't you really don't. So, the AL East is. I mean, you can't really sneeze on the AL East right now. No, you definitely can't. You definitely, definitely can't. And I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm happy for the Orioles because, like I said, those are one yeah. of those teams. They've, they went through a big rebuilding and everything. Their team with a lot of rich history and everything like that. So it's good to see them kind of getting back into the mix again. Definitely good for them. And over to the AL Central, you got the Twins on top at 25 and 23. You got the Tigers at 21 and 24. Guardians 21 and 27. White Sox twenty and thirty, and then you got the Royals at fourteen and thirty-five. Wow, <laughs> look at this division. Plus on the Central. Well, I'm pretty sure George Brett somewhere furious, but um... no, no, he what about that dugout? <laughs> Angry. Say, what happened to my team? What happened to my team? Uh, but I mean, it's looking like I mean the Twins right now are pretty much. I mean. I, no, because the Guardians and the Tigers are still kind of relatively in it anyway. Yeah. But the Twins, I mean, they're right now on top. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a toss-up right now. That's, I'm very curious to see when we come back in two weeks where is, where is this division at. Where, you know, the Guardians and Tigers kind of jump up, maybe get on a winning streak with the Twins, stay at where they're at. Like, this... This division's all kind of jumbled up right now. Mm-hmm. Over to the AL West, you got the Rangers on top at 30 and 18, followed by the Astros at 28 and 19, Angels at 26 and 23, Mariners 23 and 24, and Athletics 10 and 39. Out. <laughs> What's on the AL West? You know what? And. It's sad that this is how 
the athletics is gonna leave Oakland. Like, it really you're like is. you're like y'all not even y'all not even gonna try. Y'all just no. say effort. And yeah, this is how you are gonna leave Oakland. It's kind of similar to how when the Raiders left, they they didn't care either when when they left, and it's just a disservice to that city mm-hmm. that these for one that these sports teams are leaving Oakland going to Las Vegas. That's one thing. Mm-hmm. But just the fact that y'all just leaving the city of Oakland the way y'all leaving it, and uh, like I said, they, they honestly they should be embarrassed, and but they but they but they probably not. It's like no. they because they don't care. No, and and then mysteriously when they get to uh, Las Vegas, oh we got this and that and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. It's like probably uniform like start winning and everything like why couldn't y'all have did that while y'all were there in oakland i mean how that's your fan base that like they've been there for so many years and feel like you're, you're cheating them like you just you just doing them <laughs> like like you said like you said effort like you're like we ain't, we ain't gonna put in no effort we just gonna go out there and just you know do whatever 10 and the, wins like and come the fact, on now. and the fact that a dog on a minor league team got more butts in the seats for a minor league game than they could for a MLB game. That's just, it's just, I don't know. Just, just the whole situation doesn't sit right with me. I just, because when I saw yeah, that, no. I was like, this is, like, this is, this is a filthy business. Like, like what do you it, it really, it, it really, it really, really is. It's one thing to move and everything, go to a different location and everything, but it just seems like it's just, it's just a lot of shadiness going on with that. It's 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 it's, it's, it's very unfortunate. I, I, you know, you feel for that fan base. I can I can only imagine being a fan. <laughs> I can only imagine. Yeah. Ain't so. no team like I said. Golden State's gone. Raiders gone. Oh, oh um, Athletics about to leave. Like, yeah, they got crazy. They ain't got no no team stuck over there. They got nothing. Nothing. So, so unfortunate. But uh, looking back up at the top, the Rangers are a surprise. Yes, um, definitely. definitely. And, the, and the Astros are, are, are coming back up because if you mm-hmm. look at their last 10 games, they're actually 9-1. and one. So Yeah, and I think they, um, Altuve, I think he came back for them too because he got hurt in the um, baseball um, class. Mm-hmm. He's back for them now too, so that's a boost for that lineup. So that's going to be interesting to watch. Oh, it definitely is. It, like I say, it's yeah, a two it's a two team race right now, but like I said, this is gonna be definitely worth keeping an eye on this division. Well, right now I'm going with um it's, it's crazy. I'm 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 going for the Astros and just 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 look at look at who threw out the first pitch of opening the game, you know why. But that's the reason I'm going for the Astros. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad. Yeah, they, at that. they they had they had they had to bring out you know the face of the franchise you know for that to, yes. to get the fans on their side. Yes, they yes 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 they did yes um. they did. <laughs> and over to the NL side, the NL East, which we're currently talking about, we got the Braves on top, who we were just talking about today at 29 and 18, followed by the Mets at 25 and 23. Marlins at the even 24 and 24, Phillies at 22 and 25, and my Nationals, who we'll talk about next episode, at 20 and 27. Thoughts on this division? I don't believe it. They, they're, not, they're not good and they're not bad. They just... They're just right there in the middle. Right there in the middle. <laughs> right I don't there believe in the middle. <laughs> I don't believe it. 
crazy. Right. But um, <laughs> looking at the top of the division, though, uh, the Braves has a has a pretty good lead. But mm-hmm. I mean, the Mets are you know they I mean they seven and three in their last ten games, and yeah, and you got a healthy Max and Verlander. Yeah, and I mean, just have to see like because we let's say we get into end of May going into June. You're going to have the All-Star, All-Star break, break coming up soon. Yep. And then let's see where everybody is after that. And Yes. You know, yes. So. yes. Definitely. And over to the NL Central. I'm telling you, what's going on? The AL and the NL Central is just weird. Uh, the Brewers are on top at 25 and 22, followed by the Pirates at 25 and 23, Cubs at 20 and 26, Cardinals at 21 and 28, and then the Reds at the bottom at 20 and 27. Those on the central in the NL side, on the NL side. Well, or maybe those uh, new uniforms will give the Reds a boost. I don't know. Maybe so. Ho- hope, hopefully so. Because I, I, I really like those. I like I like those uniforms. They're really nice. But I mean, but look at the look at the Brewers and and the Pirates though. I mean, they right. Yeah, look at look at that. They <laughs> going back crazy. and forth. Half crazy. a game. That's it. Yeah, because I think the Pirates were on top last time. Now the Brewers were on top. So like, like who's going to be on top when we come back in three weeks? Speaking speaking of the um, Brewers, real quick, have you ever seen the movie uh, Mister Three Thousand with Bernie Mac? I, I've heard of it, but I've never seen it though. You, you should check it out because it's funny. He plays for the Milwaukee Brewers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a good baseball movie. Okay. Surprised that Bernie Mac did it, but. Yeah, yeah, I was it, surprised. It was a good movie. Because he wouldn't seem like that to be doing a movie of that kind. So, yeah, I'll have to check that out. Matter of fact, it's him and Angela Bassett. So, Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You have to check that one out then. Now, over to the NL West. You got the Dodgers back on top at 30 and 19, followed by the Diamondbacks at 28 and 20. Giants at 23 and 24, Padres 21 and 26, and then you got the Rockies at 20 and 28. Those on the NL West. Well, I'm sure Larry Walker is not happy right now. No, I'm, um, sure, I'm sure he's not. Like, what's going on? Him or Carlos Galarraga. But mm. uh, what I was going to say about the, the, uh, the Padres. So this is what happens when Machado is not around. Mm-hmm. All right, because I feel like he's the glue. Yes, yes, he, he's the glue in that lineup, and they're struggling without him. Mm-hmm. So hopefully he comes back, you know. And because I mean, right now your boy uh, old Tatis, he you know he he's flying under radar. He's not you know doing no uh, nonsense. No, and everything. no, no, I think he's been playing. Like I said, he's been playing the outfield. I think he had a home run the other day and everything, too. But you're not hearing his name like you nope. were like a couple of years ago when he was like, see, like the next big, you know, face of um, face of baseball and all that nonsense you know, took over. So I guess he's just kind of slowly getting, I guess, back into the good graces with the organization, I guess you could say. Yeah, and I mean, Magic Team is sitting at the top of the division, but... <sighs> Them damn Diamondbacks are still... They're still, still right there. They're only, they're only a right half there. game back. They're only a half game back. Who would have thought the Diamondbacks? Oh, <laughs> normally, oh, should... they, normally, they at the bottom when we do when he's standing, like in previous seasons. Exactly. Are oh, 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 we sure they didn't uh, 
time travel back to 2002 and grabbed that team and brought them to 2023? Are we maybe, sure? Maybe, maybe, maybe they did. Maybe they, you know, did something. So, maybe so. <laughs> I don't know. They, I mean, they definitely did something because, they, like I say, they, they, they are right. They still right there in the mix. They may not be in first place like they were the last time we did the standards, but they are still, they're still in the mix. Because that's a, that's another team. I I couldn't tell you who played for that doggone team. No, I, I, I have no clue. Don't, 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 don't get me like At least know maybe one or two players, but don't, don't get me like that. I couldn't couldn't tell you one single player on this team right now. No, I couldn't, but they they, they obviously playing some good baseball. So, hey, more props to them. Because they doing that money ball thing, too. Yeah. See? Got teams on both sides, both leagues doing doing the money ball thing. It is is clearly working. Like I said, it goes to show you. You don't have to overspend to be successful. Really, really dumb. Because speaking of, look at the look at the the uh, the Dodgers team and all the money they spending for that, and then look at the Diamondbacks team. I'm pretty sure the Diamondbacks is happy with the with the roster they got. Oh, I'm sure they are. I'm sure they are. Like I say, building from scratch, working with what they got, and it's clearly it's it's, it's clearly starting to pay off for them. And same thing with the Orioles too. They 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 kind of built through their farm system. A lot of young talent on that team and everything too. They haven't you know overspent. They kind of hit the reset button. It, it goes to show you that like, you don't have to go crazy. You know, signing everybody these long term you know big time contracts. Everything you just kind of build from within. You know, sign some free agents here and there. Build up through your farm system. Draft well. And you can be um you can be successful. Yeah. Very much there you so. Go. There you go. That is all for me. As always, thank you, Dre. Um, anything you want to plug and promote before we get up out of here? Uh, yeah, sure. So, um, like I said on the previous episode, uh, month of May, May action that I always do on Movie Talk. It's Jackie Chan month. Uh, I kicked off the month, of course, with Rush Hour. I followed that up with uh, Rumble in the Bronx. And the last episode that's up right now that I put up was um super cop and i'll be ending the month with police story which ironically enough because i did not know this that super cop is technically police story three um Uh yeah so yeah that's the whole thing so i did a lot of research and everything so when i do police story i'm gonna talk about the whole backstory of how super cop is Police story three, but then there's a super cop two, and yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a whole, uh, there's a whole thing, but uh, that's what I got for uh, movie talk. Like I say, May action, Jackie Chan much, and it's actually been kind of fun going back and looking at some of Jackie Chan earlier movies back when, you know, he would have the the blooper reel at the end of the movies of you know him basically getting hurt and stuff like that because. The man, he really used to put his body on the line. And Definitely. Oh, yeah. Just, yeah, just to, just to, just to make a freaking movie. And it's like, he didn't have to do that. He was, he was doing that well into his 50s until he finally said, you know what? Let me stop. 
until <laughs> he said, yeah, let me no, stop no, doing no, this. No, 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 for that. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm done. I've, I've done enough. Because I think, I think it said, like, he's broken, if not every bone or damn near every bone in his body. I think I saw like a picture or some, something that they had where it was yeah. showing like every like he had broken like every all the different injuries he'd had. Like I said, literally broke every bone in his body. That, 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 that's crazy. It definitely is. But but yeah, like I've been having a lot of fun going back doing these uh, Jackie Chan movies. So that's what you can hear over on Movie Talk. Cool. Sounds good. And as far as I'm concerned, you can follow me on Twitter at Moneymaker Chris, Instagram DC Sports Fan 23, as well as at the Moneymaker 315. Follow this show's Twitter account at Slam underscore podcast on Twitter, as well as our Instagram account, account at the Grand Slam podcast. Also on TV Zone uh, Network, check out the Three and Out podcast recording another episode tonight with my friend amber we'll be talking about the commander sale and another episode will be coming out soon that i did last week with jd we're talking about um schedule release also check that out as well the three and out podcast um jay any last words to close out this episode well if you want to be the boss you got to be like stan ross check out mr (laughs) mr three thousand Yes, I would definitely have to check that out. I would definitely have to add that to my movie list, movies to check out. You guys take care. Be safe as always. And we will see you in two weeks. We'll be talking about my nationals. Peace out. Peace.